Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee Time. I am your host, Byron. This is episode number 98. Coming close to 100. I don't know who I'm going to have for 100, but it's got to be special. So I don't know who I'm going to have yet. But alongside me via StreamYard and live right now on our YouTube channel, uh, Coffee Time with Byron, and available next day on all podcasting apps, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. And now... If you have Alexa, you can say, play Coffee Time with Byron. I am on there, too, Amazon Music. So, hey, win-win. But alongside me is former NHLer Corey Cross, drafted by our Tampa Bay Lightning in 92 Supplemental Draft. Thank you for joining us. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, Byron. Thanks for having me on the show. And, and No problem. And my son thanks you, too, for that birthday uh, birthday video. Thank you again. I do appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. That means no, a lot no since he's a big since he's a big sports fan. Yeah, I see him. I hope he doesn't hit you with his lightsaber there. Oh, I know, right? That's what I fear too. I hope he <laughs> don't hit me. I know. <laughs> but let's get right to it. We just had the Olympics, and I see it was very special for you. You got to. I know it wasn't Olympics, but it was twice in the World Championships, so it's close to the Olympics. You played for your home country and Canada and and won gold twice in Finland and uh and Fin uh, both in Finland yep. sorry both, both in, in Finland both in yeah. Finland yeah. yeah yeah so tell tell us with the Olympics just passing I know this is different well because it's clo- it's close but tell us what it's like to actually play for your country and is it quite close similar to the Olympics yeah, well, the World Championship over, you know, it's mostly played in Europe. I think it only one time has it ever played uh, outside of Europe. And it's it's the biggest hockey event in in the world, actually, you know, with the viewers. Uh, you add up all the viewers and everybody in, in Europe, and it's the biggest hockey event of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, people in North America sometimes don't appreciate it so much because of the playoffs are always going on at the same time. But right. you, go, you go over there and... And the the cities and the arenas are packed with with European people, and um, it's like a it's like a mini soccer soccer game. There, everybody's chanting and beating drums, and and uh, when you put on a put on a jersey from whatever country you're from, it's it means a lot more. Uh, it's extra special, and um, yeah, it was a real honor for me to to play for for Canada I played for him three times we won it twice and and uh you know being it twice in Finland was kind of kind of uh, ironic six six years apart and mm-hmm. um you know same coach and I think there was uh four or five of us that were on the team uh in 1997 as well so yeah it was it was it was really special it's definitely the highlight of my career um those two gold medal wins now, were you ever invited to the Olympics? Because I know, obviously, the world champions also mean just almost as close to the Olympics. Were you ever offered to go to the Olympics? No, no, no I wasn't. I, I just wasn't quite good enough. Um, I, I knew I, after the 97 World Championships, I knew I knew I was on a short list, but um, didn't play maybe as, as well as I wanted to in, mm. uh, in 98. And uh, the Lightning, we struggled that year. We were uh, last place. And, you know, I just wasn't. I just wasn't good enough. A um, lot of lot of good players from Canada, and um, I was just happy to be able to fit in a role at the World Championships. So, 
Now, obviously, uh, being in Canada, which you are from, that 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 was that's your number one sport is hockey. Now, do you remember what teams gave you the fits the most in those world championships? Because uh, I know the countries you went up against were primarily their sports were their sport was hockey. So, what countries gave you the fits when you were winning those? Um, yeah, we we actually medals? beat Sweden. In- Sweden, we played Sweden in both the finals um, and beat them both times. Um, they always have a strong, strong hockey uh, hockey team. The national team is always, always really strong. There's tons of good Swedish players in the NHL, and then you go, and it's got its own pro league as well. So um, Sweden's a lot smaller than Canada or, or or America, but they they churn out a lot of a lot of good hockey players and. Um, they're, they're our biggest rival over at the World Championships uh, those years. Now, did you go up against any current NHLers? That did you did you play against any of them? And while you were in the World Championships? Yeah, I mean there was like I don't think anybody's still in the league by now, but um, uh, there, yeah, there was tons of NHL guys that were on the Swedish team, and they would you know the guys that didn't make the playoffs. They'd go over to your country and play with your, play for your country, and then they would fill it in with uh, with team, with guys that played actually right in Sweden with their pro leagues. So now, uh, let's go into your uh, career. You were drafted, like I said earlier, by the Lightning in the '92 supplemental draft. That was the year that the league expanded, and that was the believe the first year the Lightning were going to come in was '93. So you get drafted by them. Did you know you were going to go that high? Did you know you were actually going to go? I didn't see this until not till now. You were the first overall pick. So did you know you were going to go first overall? Um, no, I didn't. I, I, I hadn't. I never talked to the Lightning. Um, I thought maybe I might get picked by um, by maybe a couple other teams that had had scouted me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was kind of it was it was a little bit of a surprise that Tampa picked me. I usually you know teams will will contact you and you know, maybe interview you a little bit and ask you some questions and get to know you before they they draft you. And so I hadn't heard from Tampa and yeah, it was quite a surprise when my mom woke me up. I still remember to this day eight in the morning she woke me up and told me Tony Esposito was on the phone for me and. I'm like, what? So I quickly, quickly go to the phone, trying to, trying to get a, a good phone voice and you know, not not a sleeping voice. And um, yeah, he was picked up the phone and and it was Tony O and tell me congratulations, we drafted you. And yeah, it was it was it was pretty. It was really exciting. Really now, exciting. now being first overall, did you have the pressure of of succeeding in the league? Did you have that pressure? Because I know a lot of number one picks usually have pressure on them. Did you ever face? Yeah, that sort well, you of know, um, so the supplemental draft was as uh, it was a college draft, and um, uh, Roman Hamerlik. We all know Rome. We all remember Roman. He was the he was the he was one, he was the first pick in the um, in the entry draft. So that was that's the big draft. Roman had all the pressure on him. Um, I was just a, a college kid who. Who was a late bloomer and they took a chance on and so yeah no i didn't feel any there wasn't any pressure for me um personally i was the only guy in that supplemental draft to actually um you know have a have a career so um yeah so it, i guess it's a feather in my cap that i was able to 
to have the career I did coming from a college college team. Now, obviously, um, you played for the Bolts for a little bit, and you played in their old arena, which was the Ice Palace here in St. Pete, before they switched over to Emily Am- now in Tampa. Yeah. How, how was it playing in the Ice Palace? Because I believe that was where, well, first it was the Ice Palace, and then they transferred over to where the Rays are playing now, which was Tropicana. What right. was it? What was it like playing here in St. Pete compared to what they're doing now in Tampa, where there's a larger fan base in Tampa that goes now than what there was when you played? Yeah, it's interesting, you know. And I've been to as a, as a fan, I've been to the Emily Arena and I've watched some Lightning games. I took my daughter, mm. took some buddies one time, and um, just an unbelievable fan experience. And that's always been Tampa's go-to as a fan experience. I don't back in the Ice Palace, you know, you're, you're playing on uh, on the baseball diamond. The, the rink was straddling first baseline. Mm-hmm. You know, you had had all these people in the upper upper deck watching watching a game and then you know behind those big curtains that they had around the temporary stands they had that fan land and mm-hmm. uh, people just loved that fan land um kicking field goals and shooting pucks and and they were just handing out tickets like they were candy right because there were so many seats in that building yeah and uh, they could just hand out tickets and i mean my my friends that i met when I was playing there, they loved going to those games, and 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 still today they we talk about. Oh, remember Fanland? That was awesome, and they had the beer gardens and the restaurant back there that we'd always go out after the games. We'd always go in there and have a bite to eat and have a beer, and um, and then you know as 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 Tampa has just been booming there, um, going down to Amelie, I was. The last time you're trying to get me on the show, I was going to Tampa to yeah, see Brady yeah, in the Bucks, right? right? And yeah. so I was there in December, and and just seeing the development there, uh, it, it's just amazing what they're doing. They've done such an amazing job with building that team, turning it into a hockey city, and uh, in that downtown, revitalizing that whole downtown area. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, I actually next time you gotta let me know next time you're down here so we can actually uh, meet up. Yeah, I got so you can meet, so, so you can meet, meet my, uh, so you can meet my son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you gotta let me know next time. I don't know when that'll be, but you gotta let me know. <laughs> yeah, well, I might have to get back there to see Brady again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. I know. I know. Coming back from retirement, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, even so, I obviously I was too young to watch the games, but you lived it. I mean, and you said we were a royal fan base back then. I mean. Were games sold out, or I mean, has they already? Well, you know, there was, yeah. I mean, when we we made the playoffs in '96, and we played the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, mm-hmm. and we and they they set records for home attendance. It was like twenty seven thousand and some, or twenty eight thousand people were in the were in the Thunderdome there. And mm-hmm. um, I remember coming out of the out of the um, arena, and you had to walk. I had to walk about 150, 100 meters to your car. They had a parking lot back there. Mm-hmm. And they had, there were so many people waiting for you for autographs that after the first first game, they, they had to get um, fencing to keep the people back. And um, you know, people were people were just amazing. We scored a, a guy named Alexander Salvana scored an overtime winner in, mm-hmm. in game three to go up uh, two games to one. 
and it was so loud. And 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 you know when you have a half an arena, and so you could you couldn't even talk to the guy beside you. It was just it was just deafening. And um, so that was that was a real cool memory. And then and then we we got eliminated in six games. And I remember me and a few guys, Chris Gratton, a couple of guys went out to sign autographs to the mm. fans and. Oh, we were out there. Oh, it was a good forty-five minutes. It, it was wall-to-wall people down this fence line out to the parking lot, and um, you could just tell that was like the the beginnings of a great fan base. So you 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 obviously played here, and you didn't get the chance to play with the other hockey town, but you played there as a rival, as a, a visitor. You know where I'm going with this. Who do you think? I gotta ask your opinion because at the time you you played for us here. And then you played as a um, away team, and you're in uh, what they call Hockey Town in Detroit. So your opinion: Who's the better fan base? They call themselves Hockey Town over there, and now apparently, from what I'm hearing, and I truly believe it, uh, apparently we're in a Hockey Town now here in Tampa with all the Stanley yeah. Cups we've won. That's <laughs> so, right. what, so in your opinion, what's the real Hockey Town? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I have to give it to Detroit. I mean, they've been they've been uh, one of the original teams for so long. They've been around for so long, right? And um, I mean, you'd have the people in Toronto uh, saying that they're the hockey town. Um, Very true. You know, these um, original um, original cities that have been in the league for so long, the fan base just is generational, right? And um, any, anytime you go there, anytime you go to a Tampa game, when one of the original six teams are playing mm. you know there's so many out of town or in town tampa people who grew up in boston or new york right. or chicago right detroit you know they're they're there it's i remember when we played there it was felt like a, an away game when those teams were came to town um oh yeah without a doubt and it still is yeah. that day somewhat it's probably still like that a little somewhat, bit right yeah it's a little bit yeah. i've been to some of the games yeah but uh i mean t- t- tampa's got a pat themselves in the back for for definitely you know having the success they've had and um you know you just you know the 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 first uh, the front office and the ownership that you know the first early years was a bit of a struggle and um you know good good ownership uh breeds good good teams and uh, good management and it just runs downhill now, who was who was your coach? Was it Esposito at the time, or was he just the general manager? No, uh, Phil was always the GM. Um, no, we I had Terry Chris when I first got there, and uh, had he was our coach for a couple of years, and he got fired and got replaced by a guy named Jacques Demers. And Jacques was our was my coach until I got traded. Now, uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I can't. I've seen highlights, but. Uh, was uh, Dave Andrzejczyk a part of that team? Was he part of? Yeah, the no, Dave didn't come until um, early two thousand. I guess early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just before a couple, maybe a year before they won. I think um, I got traded in ninety nine to uh, Toronto, um, and so yeah, and then and then they were put together the, the first Stanley Cup winning team, and then Dave came in in all the trades that they they made to build that team up. Now. Before we get back into your career, let's talk about your uh, college career to lead up to the NHL and before you got drafted. Uh, how was your uh, college experience playing college 
playing college hockey did it help you get to ultimately the NHL and being drafted by the Lightning? Yeah, well, I, I do have a unique story. Um, I was a really late bloomer, and um, my first year of university, I, I actually wasn't even going to play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I decided to play a, a junior on a junior B team, which was in, a, in the city of Edmonton. I was I went to the University of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Just was thinking, oh, I'll just become a teacher. Went in for for education, become a teacher, and move on with my life. And um, through that education program, they had these uh, activity courses, and I took an ice hockey class. And the coach of the of the hockey team was that and was the instructor of that class, and he actually recruited me out of that class, mm-hmm. and uh, asked me to come play try out for the next the next season. And um, so I played junior B that year and tried out for the next year, and I was like the eighth defenseman on the team. Um, hardly played any games that first year, just practiced with the team, and then uh, my second year, I I was top four defenseman. Um, just I had developed, uh, finally got muscle on my body. I'd, I'd grown so much in high school that I just needed a lot more strength. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, top four defenseman. We won the national championship that year. And that's that's when I got drafted by the Lightning and went back to school for my fourth year, third year with the hockey team and um, graduated. Uh, and as soon as I graduated, I was uh, signed by the Atlanta Knights, who were Tampa's farm team, on a 25-game tryout. And I turned pro, uh, turned pro then to go down to Atlanta and start my pro career. Now, did you know this supposedly about yourself? I'm reading this. If this is true, did you supposedly know that you were a physically imposing player with a powerful shot? <laughs> <laughs> well. I did use my six foot five frame to uh, stop a lot of guys from getting to the net, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I was never a big fighter or anything, but um, I, I definitely could hold a guy and hook a guy, uh, cross check a guy, slash them, and uh, I, I was really good getting my body in front of everybody. So, um, and I and I and I did have a fairly hard shot. Yeah. Uh, so you spent uh, twelve NHL seasons. That that's an amazing career in itself. Boy, these are select teams. I mean, Maple Leafs, Rangers, two stables right there, as we talked about. Oilers, Penguins, also one of them as well. And then the Red Wings. Wow, holy crap. I didn't know. You did play for them. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I, I played on some pretty good pretty yeah. good. Uh, all, pretty yeah, good teams. holy crap. So I got to ask you then, out of all those places besides Tampa, we just talked about Tampa. I know they all have a, a unique – a unique thing about themselves but your opinion where was the better place to play i mean i know you were not picky you wanted to play because that's your, what you wanted to do with your career but your opinion what was the better place to play out of all those great teams uh, yeah, you played i've been asked for? that a lot of times what's your favorite what was your favorite place and i can honestly say every place that was pretty was special um uh tampa was you know being a new a new club you know the weather was amazing. Right, uh, it's, right. It's something else playing hockey and going to the rink and at practice with shorts and the golf shirt on every every day. Yeah, you, you never felt beat up or or sore. Uh, you know, and you can see why the the, old, the older people go down there to spend winters. Yeah. And uh, right. Um, then when I got traded to Toronto, 
um, you know, going to a, a city like Toronto, a fan base with Toronto, a media like Toronto. I mean, it was, it was totally a 360 from Tampa. The, I mean, I got recognized the first in the first month in Toronto, probably more than five years in Tampa. And, um, you know, you're just in this in the cesspool of hockey right and right. i mean it was it was amazing we had some amazing teams that in those uh, three years of toronto we lost in the semifinal in 2002 and um you know i thought i thought that year we we had a chance to win the cup we just had a lot of injuries and kind of uh, wore ourselves thin um but ama- we had amazing teams in that uh, uh those years and then, uh, then I went to uh, New York, and again, a, a fabled franchise, great in city. Mecca. It was probably my my favorite arena to play in was was uh, Madison Square Gardens. I, I don't honestly don't think I ever had a bad game there, and I don't know why. I just always felt um, good when I played there. And, That's a true lineage right there in MSG. All yeah, all the biggest yeah. events went there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's such an amazing city and, and getting immersed in the in, in the city for for the time I was there, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, and then and then I got traded to Edmonton and, and that was it's like my home hometown. You know, Edmonton is uh, the city that has the University of Alberta that I played at. Right. Um, my hometown is two hours from there. So it was like going, going back home and... Uh, uh, so that was neat as well, and then I got traded. To, then I got traded to Pittsburgh, and and I, I wasn't in Pittsburgh very long, a couple of months. But the best thing that happened in Pittsburgh was my daughter was born there. There you go. So it's always um, memorable. Yeah. Um, the hockey wasn't memorable at all, but uh, <laughs> but my daughter's birth was, and um, and then getting I quickly got traded to Detroit uh, for for the final year and. Um, you know, they were hoping to win the Stanley Cup that year. We were first place in the league. And, uh, again, another great franchise. They treated it just like gold. And um, it, it, it was it, it was really neat to play with, like, Steve Eisermans and Nick Lidstrom's and, right. you know, Chris Chelios. And the list was just endless there. We we had an awesome team. We just um, ran into a team that got really got hot and uh, lost in the first round. But... Yeah. yeah it was, so I can't really, I can't really pinpoint my favorite, my favorite city just because it was, um, there were there were so many good things about right, all. Right, right, exactly. So, like you said, was uh, like you said, you make your debut professionally in the IHL team, the Knights, and you win a championship there. Tell us about that season when you guys won that title. Yeah, it was. Um, we had a we had a great team that year. We just actually had a uh, reunion just before um, just before COVID hit. We had a reunion in Atlanta, twenty mm-hmm. five year reunion, and uh, so it was really neat to go see all the guys again. But we had a really strong team with a lot of guys who had really good minor minor uh, league careers. Um, a guy named Stan Drulia who played a little bit with the Lightning. When Steve Lutzik and those guys uh, took over, he was he was our best player and, mm. uh, and our leader there. And um, yeah, I just it was just one of the teams that really gelled. We were really tight, really close, and everybody had a role and, and played it really well. And we went on a we went on a real winning winning streak. We were always top in the we were one of the top teams in the league. But then we went we went on a winning streak in the playoffs and we went like fourteen and one. And uh, 
you know, had, had, a, had an amazing playoffs. Yeah, uh, after, like, after you get, like you said, we you first got dealt in 99 to the Maple Leafs. You spent your first five seasons with Tampa. Uh, but I hear something I didn't know. You got traded for a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, Frederick Modine. Damn, that's <laughs> I don't a, think he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, I, 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 he should be. He should be. <laughs> Maybe the Tampa people think so, but uh, he, and, you know, he, he was struggling in Toronto, and he needed a change. And I, I, I guess I needed a change too. We were last place in Tampa a couple of years, and so it was a good. It was a good switch for both of us. But yeah, Freddie really took off. He, um, he had some great years. Had some great chemistry with. Uh, I think I think he played mostly with Brad Richards, I think, and um, or Vinny, and and ha- had some great years in Tampa. It was it was a good move for both of us. And then the while there in Toronto, you had one of your biggest goals in your career. Do you remember this one, April sixteenth, two thousand one? Do you remember that goal and who it I was do. against? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a big overtime winner. Um, we were playing Ottawa in um, in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. they were actually um, the the favorite to win the series. They they had they had our number all year. They had a I think they finished second in the in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and we were we came in as the seventh seed, I think, or six. It was three and six, maybe. Yeah, I think you were seventh. Okay, and then um, and uh, we went up. We went to Ottawa. We beat them. We beat them twice in Ottawa. You know, close games. We had a really good goalie named Curtis Joseph who, who stood on his head and was a big key to our success. And then in game three, we were up uh, 2 nothing on him with two minutes left, and they scored two goals in the last two minutes to tie the game. And, um, you know, we went back to the locker room. They scored a goal just, just before the buzzer ended to uh, tie it. We went to the locker room like, uh-oh, we just kind of woke them up here. You know, you know, kind of a little bit of panic in the dressing room, and mm. and I just happened to get a bounce uh, off, you know, a guy named Sergey Berzin through the puck of the net, and goalie made a bad rebound. It came out to me, and I just kind of read the read the play and closed my eyes and took a shot. And uh, I always shoot in that one spot all the time, and and I, I just picked the corner. So, so would you say out of all your goals, then that one was your most memorable? That was definitely team? my mess, most memorable. Yeah. Besides yeah. your first ever goal. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a bigger goal than my first ever goal was good too. But that, did you, did you get to keep the puck? Memorable. Did you get to keep yeah. the puck? Yeah, I, I actually gave it to my brother. Oh, yeah. okay, that yeah. works. Yeah. So he he has the puck. He um, he framed it, and uh, yeah, no, I've got my. Uh, I, I kept my first ever goal and first ever assist and i've got those framed but i i gave him the overtime puck so so then after that like you said you play for the new york rangers as an unrestricted free agent um did you know that the leafs were going to get rid of you did you know that was the end of your tenure there did they want to re-sign you how did that process work and how that (laughs) you got sent over how you went to new york yeah, well, the two seasons in Toronto, I had two, two. Well, the first season I played, you know, most of the, most of the year, but then the last two years, I had a lot of injury issues. I had a lot of abdominal abdominal problems. My back was giving me some issues, mm. and um, you know, I, I was just kind of in and out of the lineup. 
having a tough time get, staying healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they just wanted uh, to try somebody else. They, you know, um, you know, find find an, um, maybe another offensive guy. I can't remember who they who they filled my position with, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just you know they just wanted to move on, and which was fine. I mean that happens in in sports, and um, yeah, I, I I yeah, just being hurt was was a big factor for sure. Now, like you said, it was a short tenure there because you only played 28, 26 games before being traded. Yeah, it was maybe it was yeah. maybe my my it was it, was, it was, might have been the, my best hockey I ever played. I played in my career was in New York, though. Yeah, and you get traded. Go figure. Yeah, uh, I was shocked for a player I never even heard of. Uh, Radek the the Vorak, like so Radek the Vorak. Him yeah. and I were in New York together, and Radek um, Radek played a bunch of years in Florida with the Panthers, mm-hmm. and uh, then in New York, and he was a good, solid two way player. Um, and, uh, Edmonton had Anson Carter and we see Anson on the NHL network yep. now. And, yep. um, Anson was going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end, end of the year. So Edmonton wanted to try to get somebody for him. And so they picked up, uh, Raddick and I, um, at the deadline. And I, I, I was, I was pretty shocked cause I, I was, I was playing so well in New York and I, I was enjoying it. And I remember I was going to go out to uh, morning skate the, the day of the deadline mm. and go into the stick room. And, and uh, he's like, yeah, 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 you're going home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I traded to Edmonton. And I'm like, oh, you did? <laughs> I was shocked. And he's like, yeah. He goes, aren't you happy? I'm like, well, I kind of was, you know, I was really enjoying it there. And, right. Um, and he was like, oh, well, you know, you know, he just thanked me for for coming in and and uh, and doing a good job for them. And but uh, Edmonton wanted me, I guess, and so he made the move. Now, obviously, you played with uh, I believe Messier was was he was he there and the yep. captain of that team? So, yep. what was he like behind scenes in the locker room? Was he a leader? Because I believe Gretzky was pretty much on his way out when you were there, or he was already retired. Yeah, he was gone. Gret- so, Gretzky yeah. retired in ninety nine, right. and yeah. And, but uh, Mark was there. Eric Lindros was there. Yeah, yeah. Brian Leach. But yeah, yeah. Messier. I mean, he he was such a leader and a great guy. Um, he was at his end of his career there. Um, played a couple more years, but you know, he um, the team the team was kind of like right around the playoff line there. We, yeah, we had a bunch of stars, but we we just weren't clicking. Um, and but Mess was Mess was one of the best captains I I I've ever seen or played for and um, yeah it was it was pretty exciting to to be there and and, and be a part of a, a team that I you know because he's a guy I grew up watching um, right. in Edmonton and yeah uh, being a being a teammate of his was pretty cool. So then uh, you play 113 games in Edmonton before being traded to Pittsburgh for Janny Rita. Never even heard of him either. No, <laughs> no with him, sorry. Yeah, with, yeah, him. with Janny. Yeah, yeah. yeah for uh, Dick Tran- Tarnston, also never heard of him either. Uh, but what was what, obviously you had a good tenure there. You spent 113 games there. Uh, how close were you guys to going to the playoffs with Edmonton, or were you guys not even close at all? Uh, well, the first year I was there, we did make the uh, we made the playoffs. We we lost in the first round uh, to Dallas, um, 
it was a hard 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 series mm-hmm. um and then my second year we um we missed out by the playoffs by i think two or three points and um and then the year they traded me they me i i was struggling that that was when my injuries had really caught up my last year there and uh, my back was i was having a really bad time with my back could barely mm-hmm. get out of beds in the morning and um so yeah, they packaged me up with a young, young, a young Finnish guy, Yanni Rita, who um, you know I think everybody thought he was going to have a good career. Uh, he was a real strong, um, strong skater and, and really worked worked hard. And um, they needed a right right handed shot, and Dick Tarnstrom was a right handed shot who brought a little bit of offense that they needed. And yeah, yeah, and so they traded me. So um, yeah, it's just. It is just part part of part of the being a professional hockey exactly. hockey player. You're right. Professional sports, you know, they trade you. They they tell you we're actually we're actually in L.A. when it happened, and I I, I remember I we were only supposed to be there for we were going to we played in L.A. and then we were going to Phoenix and we we're gonna play some rounds of golf there. So I literally had one duffel bag. I had my golf shoes. And my a uh, couple, of, you know, my golf shorts and my golf shirt and my suit on, and a, probably a change of underwear, and so I had to go to Pittsburgh right from LA. In like two hours, I was on a plane to Pittsburgh with a duffel bag, and I had to call my wife and tell her that hey, you got to send me some, send me some clothes here to Pittsburgh, and so she quickly had to box up some clothes and, and ship them out to Pittsburgh. So I actually had some uh, extra clothes to wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, you got to play with some, and against good uh, Hall of Famers, soon to be Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers now. You, it's a who's who's name that you got to play with and against. Uh, is there any any player that you would have liked to play for on that you didn't get to play with in your, your time because you you got to play that was the era of hockey that had tons of hall of famers soon to be hall of famers i missed that era because I, yeah i still enjoyed this time but you had a lot of hall of famers and soon to be hall of famers in the 90s early 2000s so is there anybody who you didn't get to play for that you would love to play for well that's a good question that's a really good question yeah i was pretty lucky to play with a lot of a lot of guys who are heading in the Hall of Fame or heading to the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I guess Wayne Gretzky would be would have been a guy who I would love to have played with, or or Mario Lemieux. You know, Mario was the best player I played against he, mm-hmm. when when I was in in Tampa. He was in his uh, prime, right? And yeah, um, he he got seven points on us one night. He beat us ten nothing, and he had seven points. <laughs> so, oh man, that was uh, so. It was pretty amazing watching him play. And um, uh, when, I, when I got traded to Pittsburgh, he had retired. He had quit playing that year, so I missed him by by a few months. Right. Um, but I guess those two guys would be would have been neat to have said that I you know got a chance to play play on the same ice as those guys. So. Obviously, like you said, you played your end of your career, short tenure, but you played with them nonetheless. The Detroit Red Wings, where you had a who's who of Hall of Famers, well, soon to be Hall of Famers, Iserman, Shanahan, who's now managers, general managers of teams. You got one with your Maple Leafs, that's Shanahan. And then you got Iserman, who went back home to left here to go to the Red Wings. Uh, 
I believe your goaltender was Dominic Hasek, correct? Uh, not that year, no. No, no, but we had Chris Chelios. Yeah, you had Chris who, Chelios, yeah. Yeah, yeah know, and yep. we had Nick Lindstrom. Yep, Nick Lindstrom. You had you know, those maybe guys. Maybe one of the best best defensemen of all time, those those two guys, right? Like, um, seeing Chris Chelios was, he, he just, he's just a freak of nature. Like, I don't know, I think he was 43 or 44 at the time. And what he, you know, how he prepared himself for a game. And um, I'd have to skate around laps and warm up for half an hour before I could take a hard slap shot. And he would just step on the ice and just start blasting shots. And he was he was 10 years older than me or six, or maybe eight years older than me. So um, it was neat to play with him and see how, uh, you know, it's just, it's like Brady. He's like Brady. Like he, some guys just have the bodies and right. they have the luck yeah. that they don't get hurt and they can just, their just longevity is just amazing. Did you know it was over though? Your career was over after that year with them? Did you know? It yeah, over? I was done. My, my body was done. I, I, I remember finishing, as soon as this season was over, I, I said to my wife, I'm done. I, I'm, I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, my agent looked around a little bit to see if there was any interest and there was a little bit, but nothing, nothing that was great. And so we, we ended up going to Germany for a year just to finish off, just to kind of have some fun and play a, play a good, you know, some good hockey, but not nearly as physical and um, yeah, just have some, have some fun the last year. So, so tell us a little bit about your uh, coaching career. I know you're not that anymore, but tell us about your coaching career because it looks like in 09, you coached the Calgary Dinos and you yeah. were part of uh, 2016 as an assistant coach for West Kelowna Warriors. So tell us about your coaching experience for those two places. Yeah, you know, coaching was always one thing that I wanted to get into and um and I just happened to uh, be lucky enough, uh, a guy I played university hockey with in Edmonton, he got the head coaching job in Calgary. Mm -hmm. And um, I got into oil, and I, we were talking about before we got on the air, I'm, I'm in the oil and gas industry, with, we service downhole oil wells. And and uh, and I had to be in Calgary that winter. I was just kind of starting with the company, and mm -hmm. um, I needed to meet some meet some customers and and get some business and so we were planning on living in calgary for the winter so mm -hmm. that's where all the uh that's the major oil hub in canada is calgary and um so yeah i started coaching with the university team there at the university of calgary and um really enjoyed my time there we we had some good teams we 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 lost in the um lost in the final the one year in triple overtime which was a heartbreaker um, we did get to go to the Nationals another year because of uh, we were runner-ups, and uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Some really good, really good players and kids that went through there, and it's a great age group to to coach. They're you know they're young men and they're looking to you know trying to figure out what they want to do if they want to continue in hockey after or or you know or or follow the education path. So uh, something I was close, you know, I was familiar with and with my university. Uh, career so so that was a lot of fun and then we just decided to move back to uh, Kelowna which is in British Columbia you know we're about four hours uh, east of Vancouver mm. in a in a wine valley um, similar to a Napa Valley here in Kelowna 
which uh, it's it's a pretty 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 special spot. And they have a junior, they have some junior teams here, and I I hooked up with the junior A team, which is uh, the West Kelowna Warriors, and um, we had kind of had a we had we had a good strong uh, team. Um, pretty equal from the first line to the fourth line and um yeah nobody lots of guys got scholarships but nobody made it to the nhl or anything but we just went like we went on a run and uh we played got we played against guys like kale mccarr uh tyson jost um they were in the leagues and and we beat those guys and uh yeah we ended up winning the national championships uh the top canadian team there's a I think there's 130 teams in, at that level in Canada, Jeez. and uh, yeah. So we we won the national championship. And we ended up winning it in my uh, in my hometown of uh, Lloydminster. There you go. There so you go. it was uh, it was actually it was extra special. My family there to watch, and uh, it was it was it was really exciting and um, definitely a highlight a highlight of my career. So two part question: And if, would you ever want to go back into coaching? And if you had um, your choice to go to an NHL team and coach, who would you want to coach? <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my wife was pushing me to get into coaching, but, you know, with the with the other career I had in the oil industry, I um, I just couldn't leave that field. It was, right. you know, um, right. so I, 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 I've been coaching minor hockey. I've been coaching my son um, the last, you know, I guess the last 10 years he's played and um it's been enjoyable um if i was the coach in nhl team i would probably i'd love to go back to tampa i i mean i i love that area i, I love the warmth and um tampa's always been a special place for sure love going back there anytime i can one of my best friends lives in uh, venice venice still and sells real estate down mostly in boca grand and um yeah we're still we're still really tight and um yeah we, we need to go back there now you mentioned your son playing and you're coaching him. Does he has aspirations like you to want to play professionally in the NHL like you did? Yeah, I mean every every kid, every kid that grows up, every boy that plays hockey in Canada has the aspirations to to play in the NHL. You know, I, I think maybe he's he he thinks that because I because I made it must be easy, but uh, it's definitely not easy. No, and I think not. he's he's learning that right now. He's learning. Yeah, there's a lot of good hockey players out there, and I got to put the work and effort in. And um, you know, and he's 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 going to be like me. I grew I grew really really late. It's um, and he, he'll hit puberty a little later than most guys. So he'll be a little, he's a little bit behind the eight ball right now, but. Once he puts on some size and a little bit of strength, he'll be he'll be right back into the. Do you see him? Do you see him being drafted like you were? You know, I hate to put the pressure on. You probably hear me right now, so I better not. I, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. I don't yeah. blame you for that. I just had to ask. I just had to ask. <laughs> so obviously, you played for a numerous amount of teams, well-known teams, and obviously division rivals too. So. Out of the teams you played, because I know they had rough and tough division rivalry games all throughout the teams you played for, what rivalry would you say you invoked a, you, you was the best that you were a part of? Because each, oh, each team you were in had a division Phil, rival. The Lightning-Philadelphia rivalry for us, for the Lightning guys, was was probably the most vicious, uh, vicious one. And 
And I think it just kind of, the rivalry was just um, those few years. I don't think it's really yeah. moved it's, on. From, it's died down, from, yeah. Yeah. But we, we, it started in, um, well, Lindr Eric Lindros and John LeClaire, they had a really big, strong team. And um, and Phil had put together a pretty strong, a big, strong team in Tampa when we when we played them in the playoffs. And oh, we hated those guys. And um that that playoff series was just vicious so I, I i remember when we lost in six games and i thought to myself i, I i'm kind of glad we're i don't know how those guys are going to continue on because it was just killer be killed and um the, the flyers end up losing the, the florida panthers the next series they didn't they couldn't they couldn't last another series um so that that rivalry was 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 really was really vicious those couple of years and um, and then in Toronto was uh, Ottawa. Uh, we played Ottawa three straight the three straight years that I was there. We played Ottawa every year in the playoffs and and beat them every year. So that was that was a big rivalry and two Ontario teams, right? And um, so the cities were cities have always been big rivals from from that moment. Yeah, you're right on that. Now, what about the interstate rivalry you were a part of? Because I know the Panthers were around. Was that was that at all a rivalry? Because I know now it's heated up now that the Panthers are good again. Yeah. But was that ever a thing when you were with the Bolts? No, not really. I mean, I think the fans try to make it, maybe make it into a rivalry. But I don't remember it being all that, you know, all that heated or, um, you know, they they had they had some good teams back then. A lot of veteran, a lot of veterans on the, on those teams. Um, but yeah, I, I I really remember the the flyer flyer rivalry being the biggest when I was in Tampa. Now, what about uh, your tenure with the uh, Rangers? Because I know they had to have some rivalries with the uh, Penguins, right? Were, were they not? Uh, yeah, the you know uh, the, the Islanders were the big rival there. I mean, um, I played in a couple of those games where the Islanders against the Islanders and. Um, or New Jersey. New Jersey is also yeah, New Jersey, yeah. Can't uh, yeah. forget about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, uh, so those, those are really fun games. The the fans always got into it um, in in those games, yelling back and forth and whatnot. And then in Edmonton was always the Calgary Flames rivalry. That's the Battle of Alberta. They've they've been rivals since the early '80s, and it's still still today. I, they're talking about playoffs this year and they're, ho they're everybody's like okay, hope, hoping that Calgary and Edmonton are going to meet in the playoffs right. and uh, renew the rivalry. Right. And um, yeah, th that, that was, that was a pretty historical rivalry and uh, we always had, always had pretty rough games against them. So now I got to ask you about, let's say, Crap, I lost my train of thought. But anywho, let's go back to, until I get that back to where I was going at. Oh, yeah, now I know. Uh, I ask all my hockey guys this I have on, whether they won the Stanley Cup or not. Uh, obviously, you unfortunately didn't have a chance to win it, unfortunately, because uh, you ran into powerhouse teams. But if you would have won the Cup, you hear names and stories of what people have done with the Cup. What would you have done with the Cup? Because each player, <laughs> each player, I guess, gets one night with the cup. What would yeah, you yeah. Have, what yeah, would I've you never ever thought. I've never ever thought of that question. That's maybe one question I've never been asked. So that, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> what would I have done? I guess I would have. I definitely would have went back to my hometown. And I, I grew up in a town. When I grew up there, it was like ten thousand people. There's probably about thirty thousand people there now. 
Um, I would have definitely taken it back there. Uh, probably went around the schools and, and showed it off to the kids. And, you know, every, everybody always has a uh, autograph session with, uh, with it. And then I probably would just uh, have thrown a bake party <laughs> and, uh, invited all my friends and family and, um, probably just went out a really, really big party, maybe a band, uh, hire a band and, and have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so even though you're busy with your oil, oil, uh, company and your, uh, uh, coaching your kids team, have you been invited to any of your former team's alum alumni? Do you get to go to those anytime? Like when they have. Oh, you're just breaking nights? up on me there a bit. Uh, Sorry, just to repeat. I, I, yeah, you're you're good. Uh, even though you have your oil company and you're you're coaching your kids team, do you ever get the chance to go to uh, alumni events from from any yeah. games you played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just. Um, uh, a big alumni event uh, I went, I don't know, it was probably about seven years ago now, eight years ago, was uh, in Detroit, the, um, the Leafs. Uh, Detroit had a um, had an outdoor game and they had an alumni event mm -hmm. uh, versus the Leafs. And I, I went with the Leafs alumni and, and played uh, played in one of the, out actually two outdoor games, and I, I played in one of them, um, which was, that, that was probably the most fun as an alumnus that I've had. Um but yeah, I've done lots of different. We've done some alumni games in uh, in Edmonton, in my hometown, Lloydminster. Um, there's another alumni game in September here. I think it's going to be versus the Flames alumni and Oilers Flames alumni in Lloyd. I think again, um, you know, I've done a lot of charity events. So I used to always go to Toronto and do a, a road hockey event. Um, they they haven't had that event for a few years because of COVID. Right. Um, but yeah, no, there was a time there I was doing lots and then it's, you know, unfortunately COVID's happened. It's kind of uh, shut down a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of the alumni stuff. I, um, you know, I, I actually was just back in my hometown a few weeks ago doing hometown hockey for, for Sportsnet, the hockey, um, the hockey program, hockey channel up here. They have a, um, they travel around to all the little, to communities across Canada and they get, they get, um, Players who used to who grew up in those those communities to come in and and uh, sign autographs and and uh, say hi to people and shake hands and that and play play hockey with kids and that so they invited me in Lloydminster to to do that so that was yeah that was a few weeks ago and uh, yeah so I, I enjoy and do those things I'm getting a little long in the tooth a lot of people don't remember me anymore but um, but yeah no it's still a lot of fun. Now, obviously, like you said, you got to play in the alumni outdoor games, uh, and those are just for fun. But now recently they've had outdoor games. Unfortunately, in your career, they didn't start that like they did now. No, I played in the, I played in the very first one. Did you really? Yeah, in Edmonton. Really? Yeah, in Edmonton. So they had them back I, then. I thought they most recently just really started those back in the late uh, 2010s or something. I thought they that yeah, no, it was a 2000 those. and uh, it was 2004 we played. Nice. So we how played. was it? How was it? It was very very cold, Byron. You you would not have, you wouldn't have made it. Any Floridian there, you would not have made no, it through. I have, no, through like no. ten minutes. I wouldn't. No, no. <laughs> so so Celsius and Fahrenheit are the same at minus 30 or minus 32. Let's just say it was minus 30. So who'd you play? And how we well played did Montreal. you do? How well did you do? 
Uh, we lost by a goal, I believe. I think we lost by a goal, but it was so cold, Byron. It was it was it was literally minus thirty Fahrenheit with the wind chill. Like it was so cold. I mean, my um, you know, I, we still laugh. My wife, my wife hadn't didn't dress up very well, and she just had her jeans. So she last she literally lasted a half a period, and. People had snowmobile suits on, and uh, oh, it was the the mustard and the ketchup were frozen. They couldn't, you know, people were trying to get get condiments. They're all frozen solid, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was memorable because it was so cold. Now I got to ask you a little bit of current about current events now in this sport. Uh, obviously, you played. It was a rough and tough sport. It wasn't. There wasn't really a speed like there is now. Um, do you like the way the game is going with less physicality and more speed? Do you like how that how the game has changed from when you played? Uh, you know what I I, I got to say no. I mean I I like I like certain aspects of the game. I I, I do like where you know um, I do like the speed and the the skill level of the, of the kids and the players are are uh, such a high now but i do like the physicality and um you know i think as as a viewer i find for new viewers it's too fast to follow on tv and i, I think i think they're, they're you know it's to watch watch a game on tv and if you don't have a trained eye for it it's i think it's really tough i think it'd be tough for people to follow the game because it's so fast um but saying that i mean Having a trained eye and watching the skill level, it's amazing. Um, but I do, I do wish they were able to hold a little bit, hold guys up a little bit. It gets, um, you know, it, it gets a little um, uh, hard to play. You know, it's on on defensemen especially. You know, guys come flying in on you. Yeah. You know, ninety miles an hour and put you through the boards, and uh, you, you know, you can't do anything about it. It's. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of injuries happen um, for defensemen. So I wish they could change that a little bit. But um, going back to when I played, where the mauling, you, you could literally maul a guy and not get a penalty. I don't. I don't there has got to be a, a happy medium there somewhere. Yeah, I, I I never played it, but yeah, I I, I got to agree with you. I miss that because that's what I grew up watching. All those legends, and that's that's the game that I grew up on. I I was. I mean, I'm 30, so I grew up in literally in the 90s, early 2000s before the game started to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wish they would go back to that. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you too on a point. Yeah, I do like the speed. It's a lot better, you know, to see. And But yeah, they're literally taking out physicality. I mean, yeah, there is some, there's still some enforcers out there like a Tom Wilson in that. But... It's not the same. No, no. And I, you know what, and, and you know, I, I kind of cringe when guys fight. I, I, liked, I like watching fights, but I cringe when I, I see it because it's just like, yeah, you know, it is, I guess I'm just getting old and I'm not, I'm not, I don't love it as much as I used to, but, um, you know, yeah, I just, I just wish they could slow, you know, you're able to slow guys down and get, interfere with them a little bit. Um, I find the refing maybe too. They have a hard time um, with the speed, and they trying to keep up with the game and, and miss a lot of calls. And um, yeah, so they're, they're, it's it's a work, and they're always 
the one thing they do in the NHL, they're always always looking at how they can improve the game, and um, and they have done a good job with it. I just wish they'd go back a little bit to a little more of a grind. Now, obviously, Sid the Kid and Ovechkin, they're on their way out soon. They're the two rivals of the, I want to say, early 2000s uh, till now, and they're still playing. But once they're gone, what two players in this day currently can you see having a rivalry like those two have? Well, you got Austin Matthews. I mean, a big rivalry in Canada is Austin Matthews versus Connor McDavid. Who's who's better? And uh, and unfortunately, the Canadian the Canadian media and, and the press they don't they don't see past the Canadian borders because there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good players that are just as good as those two guys in yeah. in the states. Um, you know, and uh, but. But those two guys get a lot of pride. They're amazing players, and they're definitely the best best ones. Um, so that rivalry, you know, unfortunately, there are ones in the West, ones in the East, so I don't know if that will ever come about. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we'll just have to see who wins this year. Every playoff year, a new rivalry starts, and... Um, I think the you know, I think the Lightning and the and the Panthers, Carolina, that little rivalry those three teams have got going. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun this. Uh, Jim Thompson, also former player, said the same thing that he can see that happening as the new syndicated and Ovechkin rivalry is those two Matthews and McDavid. So it's funny yeah. he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I got a funny story about Jim Thompson. So. When I uh, signed with Atlanta mm-hmm. with the Knights, I flew from Edmonton to Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I got, I got to the airport in Phoenix, and nobody was there to pick me up. And uh, I was this co- I was this poor college college kid. I had I had like thirty bucks American on me, mm-hmm. and I knew the team was practicing in at the arena, so I spent all my money to get to take a cab to the Phoenix arena, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and nobody was there. Nobody from the Knights was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sitting there. I'm standing there, not knowing what to do. I have no more money. And Jim Thompson and a guy named Phil Crow came walking out of their dress room. And they're like, hey, you know, what's going on? They saw me with my hockey bag. And mm-hmm. Jim's actually from uh, Edmonton area. Yeah, he is. Yep. And, uh, and so I said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Corey Cross. And he had heard of my name. And we knew some mutual guys. And so Jim and Phil... Gave me a ride to the hotel. We know where you're staying. They gave me a ride to the hotel, jumped in the truck, and uh, and they really bailed me out. So it's funny that you said Jim Thompson. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to you know, tell, what a I'll, small world. Yeah, I'll have to tell him that I talked to you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'll, maybe maybe he'll remember that story. I'll have to ask him about that story. Yeah, he might because uh, you know what? I would, I'll never forget it because I am in. Uh, yeah, what what a what a bailout that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to the rivalry thing, you said obviously that's a big Canadian rivalry because you're from you're from there. Uh, who do you see in the states then? If you if that's a big uh, Canada rivalry, who do you think who do you think in the states could be? Well, that I, um, no, I, I like that Florida. I like the Florida Tampa rivalry. I think you know Florida's got a great team. Tampa's got a great team. Carolina's got a good team. I I, I like that triangle of uh, rivalry there. <laughs> I think they're all. You know, they might end up playing, you know, two of them might play and then, you know, they might end up 
all three intermingled somehow. So, um, yeah, so that, that'll be super fun. So then do you see the that being uh, for player-wise, you see those two, two of those uh, players on those teams being rivalries? Like yeah, and I, and I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess you got, um, uh, what's the guy from, I can't remember the, the names on the tip of my tongue, the guy from the Florida. Um, Bar- Barkoff? Uh, yeah, Barkoff or Huberto yeah. and yeah. versus, versus uh, Stamkos and um, Point or Stamkos and... Kucherov. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, that, I I can see that. Yeah, so now that we get back to them, do you, uh, they're the only team to. I know it's hard to repeat. They're back to back. Can you see them be doing a trifecta? Can you see them winning it this year? <laughs> you know what? Never say never. Uh, it's it's really it's tough really to tough, do. Yeah, really tough to do. The teams are so close, and everything's got to fall in line. But yeah. Um, yeah, they. I what I've seen. I you know I haven't seen a lot of them, but what I've seen, you know, they're. They could definitely do it. You have that experience, right? And you know how to win. So the playoffs are nearby. I'm sure you still follow it. Uh, what teams, because I think it's 16 teams all together. So what eight teams in each conference can you see in the playoffs since it's very close? And who do you see the wild, who's the wild card team you think that can ultimately win the cup? possibly but wild card team from both leagues yeah well I, you know the the eastern conference is kind of set and then um dallas trying to remember dallas and vegas and uh, are kind of battling for that last um last spot la is kind of faltering a bit here but um i really i i've always liked uh I've always liked um, Vegas. The last few years, I've always thought Vegas was a team to win. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they could be a wild card team if they get in to really upset the, the apple cart. Um, Colorado's got a really good team, though. They're, they're very skilled, very fast. And I think they're probably the favorites of the West. And then in the East, I, I still look at, um, like I said, the Carolina, Florida, or Tampa. One of those teams is going to come out of the East. Now, let's talk about your last team that you played for, the Red Wings. Eisenman took over as the GM there. How many years do you think it'll take him to turn that team around? Like he did with the Bolts here with the old owners. Yeah, I mean, it's they've already they've, – they've, they've definitely won more games this year, I think. And so – I'd give them a couple more years, maybe. You know, maybe maybe they can do it again. And he's a very smart guy. He is. Very smart that guy. He is. Yeah. That he is. And uh, let's go with what do the Penguins? They just they're in the long. I just saw this too. The longest tenure right now in sports in any sport. Sixteen oh, straight years. Yeah, sixteen straight years of making the playoffs. How far do you think they can get? Yeah, I, I don't think they get very far. I, I think the other t- the other teams are, are stronger than them. Um, yeah, I think they'll be bounced in the first round. Good possibility. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Good possibility. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed, Edmonton, your other team, uh, that's uh, – I don't know. Maybe I could see Calgary beating them if they, ever, if they meet uh, Calgary because those two will, can really beat each other up. 
I've seen some. Yeah, that'll be a, that. That would be a great series. I see. I see. Edmonton. Edmonton only have, if they get good goaltending. They better get. They have to get better goaltending, and they have to get better uh, team defense. And if that happens, they have a chance of having lots of success. Um, but it's been a question mark all year. All year, their, their team defense and their goaltending. So that, that's. You know, it's if that comes together, then they'll be good. If not, they'll be quickly out too. So obviously, you said you weren't a big fighter, but I'm sure you had some in your career, correct? Did you? Yeah, have, I had a couple. Yeah. Did you have a sir? Did you out of the fights you had? Uh, was there one that was memorable to you? In a way, I I know it sounds weird, but you know, I got to ask. I mean, <laughs> well. Um... I, I I think it was my second game, my second last game in Detroit. I I fought um, um, Ott, Steve Ott, and uh, you know, yeah, it's probably my mem- most memorable fight just because it was my last one. But um, yeah, there wasn't. I didn't. I I stayed away from the heavyweights. I knew I'd, I I uh, my career would be shortened if I fought those guys. So uh, I stuck to the middleweights. <laughs> Now, were you were you one that also was in a penalty a penalty box a lot, or did you stay away from the penalties? Uh, I, I I had a few penalties for sure. A lot of um, yeah, a lot of stick penalties. A lot of I I, I like cross checking guys a lot. So now probably got a few few cross checking penalties. There you go. <laughs> now, um, obviously, we still have the like I told you earlier, we have some enforcers still left in the game, like Tom Wilson and that. Uh, Unfortunately, I remember one big time in the early 2000s, Todd Bertuzzi and what he did. He ended up ultimately getting banned, and then he came back, I think, for I think a year or two or somewhere after that ban. Um, do, you think, do you think he should have been able to come back into the league after what he did in hurting that guy on the ice? Because that was big time. That was a big story, made national news. I remember that whole story. I didn't watch the game, but I saw what he did. And yeah, brutal. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was a real unfortunate incident, and I know Todd, Todd isn't a uh, isn't a really mean guy. He's a he's a real gentle giant, and I think um, I think the whole situation um, from the media to um, you know media just got that whole situation ramped up ramped up emotionally that everybody was just ramped up more than they would have and uh yeah i mean i'm todd uh, there's no way todd was thinking that he was going to uh do that um you know do that kind of damage and uh uh he i'm sure he regrets it you know to this day and uh it's just not the guy he is i know him personally and um yeah just a just a bad situation that unfortunately I got seriously hurt. And, you know, there's been lots of, lots of, lots of other things that have happened in hockey that I've seen a couple of punches like that since. And the guy didn't, never got hurt like that guy did. So now do you ultimately see, obviously we still have Tom Wilson that, and there's others I'm sure it's still out there, but that's the only big one I can think of. Do you see that role as enforcer going away in the sport? Yeah, you don't see that anymore, you know, and um, there's definitely a role for it. I mean, I, I, you know, Edmonton, 
you know, they, there's been, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they've, there's been guys taking liberty up them. And, um, yeah, they've got a couple guys that can stand up for them. But, yeah, it, there's definitely a, a need for it. I, I, I do like the role of the enforcer to keep, keep, keep the sticks down because you don't have those guys the stick work gets vicious and uh just keeps guys honest right yeah now tell me how how, how is this happening how is Zdeno Char still in the league isn't he like isn't he like close to 50 how is he still staying in the league <laughs> the guy is the strongest man probably ever to play the game so I think just pure strength and uh and some luck right he just never gets hurt and uh it's just like uh, chelios was a little bit of a freak of nature and uh i mean what a but the guy is so strong he he literally nobody can work out with him because they, they can't keep up with with his strengths and um yeah he's a, he's a big general giant too old z he he uh he's a he's a real 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 good soul but uh man you don't want to get him mad now did you did you also have the chance to play against him because he was yep. he was yep. uh no, i played against uh, yeah Zidane he was in the lots. middle of his career correct when you were still playing yeah yeah he was in ottawa he was in ottawa the my third the third year against them and um yeah he was with the islanders before that and um no um yeah i played played lots against him um yeah just the mind, I mean, for uh, not many guys make me feel small, but he sure did. He did. Now, obviously, uh, you unfortunately won't make the Hall of Fame, but I got to ask you, is there a player that you know of that you played against or played for or even before your time when you were growing up watching it that should be in the Hall of Fame that's not in it right now? Well, one guy's name that always pops up here lately, last few years, he hasn't kind of got snubbed, is Alexander McGillney. And I uh, played with him in Toronto, played against him lots, and I, yeah, I think he, he probably he probably needs to be in that um, in the Hall of Fame. His skill level was 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 the be- you know one of the best I've ever seen, and um, he could play both ends of the rink. He kind of changed. He was a pure goal scorer, and he changed at the end of the. End of his career, he changed into a two two way player, and um, yeah, I, I I think he needs he needs to get a nod for the Hall of Fame for sure. And uh, let's talk about the goat debate. Uh, I hear talk, obviously, of course, Gretzky in my time, and before my time, I believe was uh, what's the name? Uh, can't think of his name. Gordy Gordy Howe or something, I think was one of them. Yeah, Gordy Howe. Yeah. yeah, I think was one of them before, way before my time. I know it's a different era, you know, different era, gen, but it's a great debate to have. You know, who, in your opinion, give me your top ten all-time hockey players? Oh man, <laughs> um, well Gretzky's number one for sure. Gordy Howe's two. Mario's three. Um, Bobby Orr is probably, you know, four for me. Um, geez. After that, it gets pretty uh, – there's a lot of guys that are in that five to ten area. Messier's got to be in the top ten, I would think. Um, you know, Yarmir Jagger. You know, and, and I'm just talking about my generation. I'm not right. talking about – yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many names. Um 
Yeah, I mean, Nick, you know, maybe a guy like Nick Lidstrom, right? As a defenseman, he won a bunch of Norris trophies. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really, I'd have to really think about hard, long and hard about that one. But. There you go, and hey. I got, I got, I got like six or seven in there. Yeah, you you can text me the others when you think about it. How about yeah, that? Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I gotta ask: in your career, um, did you ever have a chance or were close to ever uh, making an All Star appearance, or or were you? Did you ever get to go to an All Star game? No, I never did an All Star game. Um, no, just there was. I think every year there was one guy picked from Tampa, and yeah, no, it was never me. So. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, so I got to ask you now, uh, Toronto, they're on the cusp of every year. All the time I hear how they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Every single freaking year I hear that. Um, <laughs> every year. No, seriously, every year I hear I hear that. Uh, I don't watch their games, but when I do see them with, when they face the Bulls, it's rough and tough physical between them two. I guess you could say that's also a rivalry between them two. Um, but what do they need to do to ultimately get over the hump and win the Stanley Cup? Well, their defense has got to be better for sure, too. Um, you know, their forward, their main forwards have to score. You know, last year, their uh, Matthews and Marner didn't get any points in the playoffs, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, every, so they've got to score. The defense got to be better, and the goalie's got to be good. And that's that's what it takes for everybody to win. And um, the Leafs haven't been able to put it together yet. Um, hopefully, I kind of hoping they can do it this year. Um, when I was there, it was it was one of those cities like, oh man, if they ever won the Stanley Cup, this is the party you want to. This is the city you want to be, and then win for the party. So, um, yeah. But it's every every year. There's always good teams, and Toronto just hasn't been able to get over that cusp for sure. So we'll see. Two more questions before I let you go. Uh, the first one is obviously we talked about the COVID era, um, and how those players played in the bubble. How would you have fared in the bubble? Would you? What would you have done in the bubble? I mean, I'm sure. It was tough to be in that, and but how would you have fared in the bubble? Oh, I don't think I would have fared very well. I it, that was really boring for the guys. They, um, you know, watching TV, playing video games, and and playing cards is pretty much all they did for however long they were there and uh, eat and sleep. Yeah, not 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 a whole lot of fun. And I don't think I would have lasted too long. It probably would have gone a little stir crazy. Yeah, because it was brutal up there for a long time. Yeah, wasn't it? No fans. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like it was longer. Uh, you guys weren't allowed to have fans longer than what fans were down here, right in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. And watching the games and playing playing in those games would have been awful. Like yeah. nobody in the stands. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So my final question to you is: um, I ask this to everybody. Obviously, you were a coach uh, twice. Uh, what did you do? What did you tell your kids that you were coaching um, to get to where you ultimately went was the NHL level? And the second part of the question is define your career in one word. Um, well, it's definitely a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of determination and discipline that 
to get to the NHL level, um, you got to be selfish. Like I was pretty, unfortunately, a professional athlete has got to be pretty selfish because you know you're you're the business, you're the your body is the business, and yeah. and you got to look after it. Um, and uh, I guess I one one word is just lucky. I I was in the right spots at the right time, and um, and there was a lot of luck to it all. I couldn't say any better. Thank you again for your time. Hey, it finally happened. I mean, it took forever. Yeah, well, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the offer. So, yeah, anytime. No, it's all, always good to chat. You're more than welcome to come on anytime you want. Uh, I'll def like I said, I'll definitely stay in touch, especially now that the playoffs are here. Yeah, well, we'll see so. how the playoffs work out. Maybe I'll get get on. You know, we'll Ex uh, exactly exactly talk about the playoffs and. Like I said, it still stands. When you're here, let me know so we can actually meet up. Sounds good. Perfect. Um, Sounds good, Byron. Take but, care, okay? Yeah, same to you. Um, be safe. Um, I'll send you the episode when it's done so you can post that. And again, still stands. If you know anybody, please send them my way. I'd appreciate it. Sure, sounds good. Okay, all the awesome. best. No problem. Take care, good. all right? Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Corey Cross, everybody. This concludes episode number 98. God, I don't even know who I'm going to have for 100 yet. Wow, crazy. But anywho, it was a great conversation with former NHL player Corey Cross, Avarla Bolts, and other teams. Um, but until then, stay safe. Have a good night. Follow us on YouTube. We're streamed live uh, on all available podcasts as well. Google, Spotify, Apple. Uh, now Amazon Amazon Music. So, yeah, feel free to follow and listen. Until then, you all stay safe. Have a good night.